Good morning, joust heads. Ugh. Well, buddy, I know you're upset, and that's why I will allow you to use the word joust head again. Well, thanks, Alice. It's a it's a nice consolation prize, I guess. Uh, yeah, I know this was a the, this was a rough match for you to watch, but if it makes you feel any better, Survive really showed what an incredible competitor that she is. Yeah, but Sir Ignatius still took the victory, and I mean, nothing but respect for Sir Ignatius. I would never disrespect Sir Ignatius on the show. He's a great competitor, a veteran knight, someone that we should all aspire to be more like, but I don't know. Survive is just, you know, she's my favorite, she's the coolest, she's from my home province, so... I don't know. It's just it's just hard to bounce back from something like that, I guess. Yeah, this was unfortunately this was a a rough loss for Servai, an incredibly co- close match, an impossibly close match. Um but yes, you're right. Sir Ignatius did take the victory in last night's joust. Yeah, uh, it's been a series of close matches actually. You know, we're coming off of kind of an historic tie. Uh, which was one of the first of its kind in this tournament. And now this, which was separated only by a few points. Very, very close match. And Servi, you know, she entered the arena calmly, collected. But I noticed that something kind of fired her up as soon as she arrived. That's right. She got really um, surprisingly emotional when she entered the arena and looked up to pay her respects to the Emperor and the Empress as they entered... Uh, to their seats, and the Empress was showing her some um, some support, which does not happen often. The the no. royals tend to stay uh, probably more impartial than we do. And, uh, and as you know, this. we are completely impartial observers of Absolutely. this tournament. Absolutely. But the Empress came out wearing a beautiful gown of the exact color blue that flies on Survive's banner, um, which you could tell had a very emotional effect on on Survive's uh, attitude for the beginning of the for the beginning of the match. She really did show so much spirit and heart and could have run away with the match. Truly. Um, I, and I think the problem with Survive's approach today was that Sir Ignatius is in his element when fighting with emotion. I mean, he entered the arena much more flamboyantly, lots of playing to the crowd, his his purple plume on his helmet, uh, just, you know, absolutely gleaming in the lights of the arena. And it just, he, he, he was preening, Alice, is what he was doing. And that's great to see from Sir Ignatius because we, we love that from him. We do. And he is currently in first place as far as uh, points go. Yeah. And it's so far, it seems like he's had quite the blessed tournament, truly a tournament where things just seem to be going right for him because of, of course he should feel confident, you know, like this is what he's made to do and he is doing it so well right now. He really is. And I don't know, he, he seems to fly down the pitch with such fervor and intensity and, and true feeling uh, of confidence. It almost seems like maybe he's been blessed by a, some by a god or a goddess who's looking out for him. 
I mean, you, you could say that, Alice, because things just seem to be going his way. Now, my question is, what will happen should Sir Ignatius stumble in a major way along this path? Because we are not quite halfway through the tournament, and things could change at any moment. Absolutely. The, the wonderful thing about this month-long tournament is that anything can happen at any time. Should Sir Ignatius hold on to his lead and carry this all the way to the end? You know, that is absolutely something that could happen. But if something falters, if he were to lose faith in himself or if he were to come across some hardship of some kind, he could find himself falling and falling hard. That is the danger with Sir Ignatius. And once he gets emotional, it could be disastrous for him and his entire retinue. So we're hoping that he maintains this collected confidence that we've been seeing so far because, again, nothing but respect for Sir Ignatius and the rivalry between him and Sir Vi is what gives us some of these great matches in this tournament. So I might be disappointed today, but I am looking forward to seeing more from Sir Ignatius. Absolutely. And to survive, we do send our condolences. Um, But, you know, we are always rooting for a big upset. We love an underdog and we can't wait to see more from both of these competitors. Uh, Buddy, what do we have to look forward to from tonight's match? Uh, Alice, that's looking like it's going to be Sir Saif of Swords and Sir Dunia of Pentacles, both of whom have had their uh, share of missteps and recoveries over the course of this tournament. Absolutely. These two are both incredible competitors with a long history between them, and we are looking forward to seeing them take the stage against each other once again. Yeah, this will be their first match against each other since the declaration of the Blood Feud all the way back in Joust number two. And now they've apparently reconciled and have even become something of a mentor and mentee to each other. So I'm hoping to see the fruits of all of that labor and hopefully no ill will being borne out on the field again. No, no, that would be uh, unwise, I think, for both of them who, uh, uh, Sir Dunia, who has shown a tendency to let his temper get the best of him. But uh, Sir Saif, who uh, has also let his pride take, uh, get the best of him. And so... Now, we say all the time that Sir Saif's honor is above reproach, but, you know, that, you know, a, a, a valid criticism has been that that's not how he's been acting this tournament. No, that's that's true, but emotions run high when the stakes are as high as they are here. This being the the tournament of the year, they let themselves get carried away sometimes. We'll have to find out whatever happens tonight. We shall report on it tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, if anybody has uh, any any hints at all as to where Buddy can be staying instead of in my house, um, please, please let me know what? immediately. What and uh, and, <clears throat> and until then, what, what ma- may all your lances strike true. Oh, Alice, wait, what the heck? 
The Joust Podcast is recorded by Buddy Duquesne and Alice White. Find them on Twitter at Buddy underscore Duquesne and at Alice White THP for those happy places. Those happy places is another podcast that we do about theme parks and why they matter. You can find all of that at thosehappyplaces.com. All of the music in this episode is by Kevin McLeod. Uh, you can find his music at the Free Music Archive or on his website, incompetech.com. We use this music under Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution License, so thank you very much, Kevin, for having your music available. This song is Crunk Night. It's also by Kevin McLeod. It's our theme music. It's awesome. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may all your lances strike true. <laughs>